0: listening to the home of cool, irreverent and entertaining talk right here on LA Talk Radio.
1: You're listening to The Art of Love with your host Lucia right here on LA Talk
2: Radio. Welcome to The Art of Love. My name is Lucia. I'm your host and a dating and relationship expert. And I'm here to entertain, educate, and enlighten you about love, dating, and relationships. Take your live calls, answer your emails, and speak to authors of books, which I find interesting. And this is a momentous show. I don't know if that's the right word. But anyways, that's the word I'm using, momentous. It's actually the three-year anniversary of me doing this show, and the station had its three-year anniversary just a few weeks ago. So can you believe it? It's been three years. And uh, believe me when I tell you that I'm just as excited today as I was when I did my first show three years ago. I still remember my first show because the Grammys were on that day and the Grammys are on today, so that's why I know it's been three years. Um, Yeah, every... Sunday when I come here to do the show, I'm always excited because, trust me, if I didn't want to do the show, I wouldn't be here. Uh, Anyone that knows me, that listens to the show knows I don't do anything I don't want to do. And um, I just love it that I get to interview whoever I want to, pretty much, not everybody. (laughs) Uh, And I get excited reading the books and learning new things and presenting it to you. Um, You know, I don't pretend to know everything. No one can know everything about a topic. And so I'm still fascinated and excited when I find a new book to read. And uh, there's always something to be learned from every book I read, even from for me who I've read. I don't know how I don't know how many books I've read. Uh, I don't know, but thousands, but definitely over 500. Um, so today we have an interesting title, interesting take on the subject of loved relationships. You know how when you shop, uh, you're supposed to look at the ingredient la- label on the back of um, boxes and cans, et cetera, et cetera. Not everyone does, but I certainly do, and so. This author very cleverly, cleverly, is that the word, <laughs> um, put it to men uh, and dating, and it's called His Ingredient Label, A Woman's Guide to Recognizing a Junk Food Man. And I have on the phone with me Jennifer. Hey Jennifer. Hey Lucia, how are you? Wonderful. Welcome to the show. Thank you, and congratulations on your three-year anniversary. That's that's pretty big. I know. Who whoever would have known would still be here three years later. <laughs> See, that's a good thing, though. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, of course, the website is jennifertardy.com, and um give you a short bio, Jennifer Tardy is an author, activist, and relationship coach. She has both a bachelor's and master's degree from Virginia Tech. She works in the nuclear industry, as <laughs> a, <laughs> very impressive, as an HR professional which has helped her to understand human behavior. So you call yourself a healthy relationship
1: activist. That's quite a title. What is that? Yeah, uh, you, you know when you when I first started writing the book, um, a lot of people would ask me, well, what is your title and are you a relationship expert? And every time I heard the word relationship expert, it would, they wouldn't necessarily make me cringe, but um, I I knew that there was a word that I was more in harmony with. So I really had to figure out, you know, what is it that I'm doing with my writing? And, um, and what I realized is that um, I'm heavily advocating um, healthy relationships. So and everything that we do and what we experience, um, you can't get around relationships, you know, whether it's a romantic one, one with your coworker, you know, family members. And even when you're all alone, you still have that relationship for yourself. So as a healthy relationship activist, I'm really trying to help people understand that there are benefits to seeking and maintaining healthy relationships.
2: Yeah, I know. Long
1: story short. <laughs> yeah.
2: No, perfect. Uh, and I actually found out about you on um, Procadect.com where we're both, oh, yeah, we're both on there as, well, experts, coaches, whatever you want to call yourself. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I read your article, which I loved, and I said, all right, got to get this woman on my show, <laughs> and it was the five things the anxious single woman will do for your man.
1: Um, <laughs> yeah. It, you know, in that article, um, it was probably one of my more controversial ones, um, and it did receive a lot of attention mm-hmm. because... You know, you as a healthy relationship activist, you, you meet people who are also in healthy relationships. But even when you're in one, you still have to be on your toes. And so, with that article, I was really trying to empower women who are currently in healthy relationships to not forget to um, to remember to be choosable for your man, because if if you're not um, if you're always the one throwing your hair back in a ponytail, walking around in sweats all day and, mm-hmm. you know, and, and really not trying to take care of yourself for you and for the person that you love, then, you know, there there could always be that woman. And I'm, this is not referring to your typical single woman. I'm referring to the woman who is anxiously waiting for you to slip up so she can take him specifically because she already knows that he's a good man. Mm. And why was your uh, article controversial? Well, in the very beginning, um, I think um, there were some single women who may have taken offense to it because it it could have appeared like I was speaking speaking about all single women Mm. as anxious single women. But no, I'm very specific about this, that this is not your typical single woman. This is the single woman who is looking for your man. And there are um, people out there like that, um, unfortunately, who, um, who do wait
0: uh-huh. for an
1: opportunity to take someone that they already know. He is a good man, so let me go ahead and take him away from her. So this is more to empower the woman that's in the healthy relationship to, you know, to, hey, stay on your P's and Q's as well. Yeah, no, and
2: I thought it was great because you're right, people tend to get lax in relationships. They think, okay, I've got him, I've got her, and I can mm-hmm. just be myself, but I'm very aware of that. Um, and so, you know, I I never walk around with sweats uh, or baggy sweats and make sure my hair is clean <laughs> as much as possible. And just, you know, I'm because I've, been, I've never been married, and so I've been mm-hmm. single... And, Mm -hmm. and so I've, I have, I've been that anxious, not the anxious woman you're talking about, but that single, (laughs) (laughs) never anxious, never anxious, but, and all those things you mentioned, I naturally do them. Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm, and, and, but what was, it was so interesting, too, is that, um, I I had started to become the woman who became comfortable. Mm. So instead of going to the gym like I used to do, instead of, you know, trying to dress nicely and going to get my hair done weekly, like I used to do, I started becoming lax in those areas. And then one day it dawned on me that I need to step it up a little bit in this relationship because, you know, I don't want it. And and I understand that, um, that the man I have in my life, of course, he needs to make very responsible decisions for me and for this relationship as well. But I'm not going to, you know, open him up for any type of temptation over things that I can step up myself.
2: Right, yeah, you're not going to precipitate the downfall of the relationship. Thank
1: you, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that just
2: came to me. Um Yeah, if it's going to fall, it's going to fall on its own, not because you're going to help it down the hill. (laughs) Thank you. I'm not going to contribute to it. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Well said. Um, So, and you also said something at the the beginning of your book, which I thought was very interesting. You said that really the only fact that you know for sure is that there's nothing you can do to keep your man faithful. Not you personally, but just
1: everyone. (laughs) Exactly. And that was... I always have these epiphanies, um and that was one major epiphany for me that there's nothing that you can do to keep a man in a relationship. The fact of the matter is he has to want that and that lifestyle for himself, he has to want to be in a relationship, want to be loyal and and want to be with you and so we can we can try and hold the world in our hands and and hope that it, you know we're beautiful enough, we're smart enough we're all of this enough to keep him but if he doesn't want that then there's nothing that we can do
2: yeah and i think that takes a lot of uh you know pressure off our shoulders because we're thinking okay i gotta i gotta do all this stuff i gotta make sure i gotta check up on him and gotta do this I gotta do that make sure he's not mm-hmm. cheating and mm-hmm. I mean, meanwhile if he wants to cheat he will if he doesn't he won't amen hallelujah <laughs> No, no. um so you know as i mentioned earlier your book is about you know unhealthy relationships as toxic ingredients similar to what we find in food so how did you come up with that brilliant
1: concept you know the way that i am every now and again i, I always have some type of um some some type of health kick some eating kick mm-hmm. just like for instance right now I've decided since January one to give up, um, all meats except seafood. And so I want to see how long I can do something like that because it really, um, forces me to think more about the types of foods that I'm, um, putting into my body. So it's, it's not really to, you know, to get away from meat or something because it's bad for you, but it's just to change my level of consciousness with what's going on in my body. So, um, around the time that that this book idea came to mind, um, I was on some other healthy eating kick where I wanted to give up um, breads for like two weeks or mm-hmm. something i can 't even remember. Um, but as I was in the grocery store, I started thinking um, or started reading ingredient labels to see you know what foods had wheat products or or things in them and um and I, I said a couple of times, you know it's it's interesting that now I'm reading ingredient labels, and I know what's good for me versus what could be harmful for me. What if men had ingredient labels and um and I, one of my girlfriends was with me at the time when we laughed it off, but that thought just kept coming back and back and back. You know, what if men and women wore ingredient labels? Wouldn't it be so much easier? to decide um, earlier on whether to stay in the relationship, whether to even pursue a relationship or whether to, whether to you know, run away from it. So mm-hmm. that's the concept.
2: Um, yeah, and I think that's a great idea because, you know, I always look at food labels and unfortunately, more often than not, I end up having to put the uh, the item back on the shelf because uh, I, I definitely look at the carbs. And uh, just the other day, I was looking at some one item, and I think it was like 98 carbs in like the whole pack. And I was like, oh my
1: God. <laughs> Like, no, I want this, but I can't have it. <laughs> and you right. And exactly. And it goes to show because um you know, I've I visit your website and everything and, and I follow what you do and you have a phenomenal figure. Thank and you. because you're paying attention to what's going in your body, you yes. know that this is the outcome that you want to maintain um a great figure. So you have to be selective with what types of ingredients um you're eating.
2: Yeah. Um. Yeah, and when I do eat junk food, I kind of like I'm like. Rrr. No, no. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you're right because you just made me think of something because you know actually for me like being in shape is my priority in mm-hmm. in, in life. You know more than making money, more than love, more than anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's my pri. It, it really is. And and so since I make it a priority, then I'm willing to you know, like I said, forego certain foods because I refuse to gain weight. So I think if women, you know, if they did the same thing, if they made a healthy relationship their priority, then they too would put down the package if it had 20 carbs.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And and that's the point. It's the point is, what what do you really want for yourself? If you're saying that you want um, a healthy relationship, then why do you keep running back to a relationship that you already know has brought you tears, has brought you, um, you know, confusion, just all of these things that are unhealthy? And so, and I always ask, whenever I'm talking to anyone, male or female, what do you want? And and every decision from there should align with what you said you want your life to be. Right. So then, you know, speaking
2: of junk food, what can a woman do if she is craving a junk food guy? Well,
1: just just like what you said. Um, so you said, for instance, when um, when you decide that you. Want to eat junk food, for example, um, you're probably doing it in moderation yes. because you know that ultimately you want to maintain a healthy figure, and it's it's the same thing for um for a woman who's saying, okay, well this is the type of man that I want. I want him, and you know that he's um which is quadrant two the cigarette, um, which is unhealthy for you. If you know that you want him. And you know that he brings an unhealthy relationship, then perhaps you aren't, perhaps you don't want a healthy relationship. I mean, you, you have to make a decision somewhere. If you want a healthy relationship and he's not offering it, maybe you should love him from a distance, mm. and and you know, and find some It's it's one of those difficult decisions that we have to make. What mm-hmm. do you want? And if he's not providing it, perhaps it's time to walk away. Oh. Just, just like you know me, I love Snickers bars. Mm-hmm. I love them. But if I know that I want to drop five pounds, then perhaps I just need to love that Snickers bar from a distance.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's and you know those Snickers bars. They have like 26 grams of carbs. Oh, so, something, good gracious, something like that. And uh, yeah, I know the carb uh, grams and uh, all the foods. Um, and uh, and that really sticks out to me because once I was on a very restricted diet. And I could only eat about 26 grams of carbs a day. Oh, really? Yeah. And so now when I see 26 on a Snickers bar, I'm like, no, I know and it's. Yeah, yeah. But it was like it was really restricted. Most people wouldn't be able to do it, but you know, I'm I'm crazy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but I mean, that's that's great, and it's another one of those reasons why. Also, I'm choosing to to pick up different types of um, eating lifestyles because I want to learn more. There, There's so much that I did not understand about um, ingredients. Why um, why are, are carbs, are too many carbs bad for me? What is sodium? Why why should I or shouldn't I have it? I, I needed to learn all of those things, and, and that's why I had to really start understanding um, how to read ingredient labels
2: yeah. in foods. And I just thought of another analogy. It's like I don't... Another uh, of my tips for maintaining my weight is I just don't buy certain foods cuz I know if I bring them in the house I'm going to eat them. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> sa- same thing for relationships. <laughs>
2: yeah, If you bring them in the house, you know you're going to sleep with them or keep them or something. <laughs> keep them outside. Exactly.
1: Exactly. Exactly. I'm the same way too. I, if um if I know that that this is that I'm only eating seafood I'm not gonna bring a steak into the house. Well, my fiance he loves eating steak, so I'll bring something that he likes eating that I know that I don't like eating, because I'm I'm not gonna I'm only gonna eat what what's there that mm-hmm. I like in my refrigerator. Yeah. So that's how I have to do it.
2: Yeah. Or w- one more thing with the junk food, um, you know, luckily now they sell like those little cups of ice cream. Have, like, mm. I don't know if you've seen them. They have, like, the big ones, obviously, in the grocery store. And then they have, like, the mini ones for, like, a dollar. I didn't, I haven't
1: didn't seen those. Oh. So it's, like, a, a tiny cup of, yeah. uh, not tiny, but it's, like, a,
2: a portion-controlled cup of ice cream? Oh, it's very portion-controlled. Oh. Um, yeah, and so it's, like, I want ice cream. I'm not going to eat the whole thing. So I, I get a little one of those. So maybe it's, like, if you're stuck in a junk
1: food guy, maybe just take him in small doses. Mhm exactly, exactly. you don't maybe he he just becomes um and this is difficult to say, but maybe he just becomes a friend and and this is this is one secret to um to the Jung fu guy, which is you know what I refer to as the cigarette um a lot of times becoming genuine friends first is a way to um to to help the cigarette guy transition into a different quadrant, such as the hot pepper, you know, which we'll talk right. about well, later. I'm sure. <laughs>
2: yeah, let's talk about the four quadrants because you're talking about cigarettes and hot pepper. I <laughs> don't know what the hell you're talking about. So <laughs> let, give me the four quadrants.
1: <laughs> okay, so um, so within the book, his ingredient label, um, I um, I group men into four different quadrants as it relates to the ingredients within. And quadrant one um, is the vegetable. Now, the vegetable man is is very much so like the vegetables that we eat. We know that they're healthy for us. We um, we know that we should eat as many vegetables as we can possibly eat because um, they're not harmful for you. Now, just just like the the food vegetable, the vegetable man is the one that. Our mothers have been telling us our whole life that you grow up, you meet him, and you get married to him, the vegetable, the good guy. Mm -hmm. Um, But just like vegetables, sometimes we don't always want vegetables.
2: Yeah, that can Um, be
1: boring. (laughs) Sometimes we want that slice of cake or the Snickers bar or, or, you know, just something that may not be as good for us. Um, So that's quadrant one. Quadrant two, which is the exact opposite, um, is I use the cigarette. Now, with the cigarettes um, it's you studies have shown and have proven just how harmful the addiction to cigarettes can be you know for your for your body and um, and it's it's the same way for the man that fits into this quadrant you know from the moment that you meet him, I mean, all of your radars go off that this man is not going to bring a healthy relationship to you. Mm -hmm. Um, Odds are he's probably told you that he's not looking for a relationship, that he's the guy that, you know, it is, you knew what this was type of relationship. And um, so you already know what he's bringing to the table. Um, And, but what you cannot get enough of is... Just like the nicotine within cigarettes, that that rush, that feeling that you get when you take a puff, it's the same thing with the cigarette man. It's the spontaneity, it's the um, the excitement. It's like a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. You know, you're you're so excited one second, and the next second you're you know you're down because you're off of the roller coaster. And so that's quadrant number two, the cigarette. Okay. And then. Um, so those are the well-knowns, the quadrant one and quadrant two. You already know whether it's good or bad. Um, quadrant three and quadrant four are those that um, you you may not know as well, which is why it's important to read the ingredients. <clears throat> so um, quadrant number three is the hot pepper. That is, um, for me, mm-hmm. And, and doing my own research um I, you know i always thought that hot peppers would be bad for you cuz you know they're spicy they're yeah, hot peppers right. but um in in doing my research i learned that having them as a part of your diet it it actually helps with your um with your digestion mm. and um and and so what the reason why i put hot peppers into quadrant 3 is to really fit into the don't judge a book by its cover um a, a lot of us as human beings, we have a tendency of looking at someone, their current place in life and saying, oh, I'm not interested. He or she's not my type. Mm. Whereas if you actually take the time to get to know someone who may fit into the hot pepper quadrant, you may find that they're exactly your type. And um, what's what's so interesting is that I almost fell into that exact same um, category where my now fiance, the very first time that I even heard mm-hmm. that he had an interest in me, the first thing out of my mouth is, "Oh, he's not my type." <laughs> like, and it's and it's like, what does that even mean? Yeah. And 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 so the next time, you know, I encourage any of your listeners or anyone who's um, who who you hear say that, mm-hmm. if you hear someone say he's not my type, what does that mean? Because all it means is that you're looking at him. You haven't even. You've probably haven't even spoken to him yet, and you've already discounted someone who could possibly bring to you one of the best relationships, which is, you know, what I have right now with my fiance.
2: So, why did? If I can ask, why did you think at that time he wasn't your type?
1: I wasn't in a good place, and, and here's the here's the thing. I had um, when I met him, he and I um, worked in the same place, and so I was coming out of. a a relationship. Mm -hmm. And so at the time we had just broken up and I was like, oh, I can never find anybody as good as the man that's walking out of my life right now. And so unless instantly the person that I met appeared better than the one who just walked out of my life, Mm -hmm. no one could have been my type. Mm -hmm. And so, um, the lenses I was looking through were filtered. And um, and it wasn't until a few weeks later that um, that he and I, you know, me and my now fiance, that we actually started speaking and talking, and, and I realized, oh my goodness, he is phenomenal.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And can can you imagine if I had just discounted him the whole time?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. This book probably wouldn't be written,
2: <laughs> <laughs> and you wouldn't be engaged
1: right exactly exactly oh wow okay so that's Um, the hot pepper okay and so that's the hot pepper don't judge a book by its cover and um and then you have quadrant four which is um, a little more difficult to describe without analogies so quadrant four is the enhanced water and so um when you read the book i talk a lot about how I love drinking water, and it's something that I'm so proud of because I used to hate drinking water. And um, with water, um, I started looking at commercials and and walking down the grocery aisle, and I I saw the enhanced waters, such as, you know, your vitamin waters and things like that. And I was like, oh, man, you know, can, can you imagine having water and having vitamins or the concept of having water and vitamins? How perfect is that? How perfect mm-hmm. of a water is that?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, and and the way that it was branded and sold enhanced waters, it seemed so fitting for the yeah. type of of diet that I was trying to maintain at the time. But it wasn't until I took the time to read the ingredient label mm. that I realized that um, there's a lot of sugar inside of enhanced waters, um, along with you know the vitamins. There's a lot of sugars, and right. that's what I was trying to stay away from in my diet. So When it comes to enhanced waters for men, these are the men men that come in such a fancy package. They come in such a lovely package. They have um, an elite status. They have a lot of money, nice cars, Mm -hmm. a beautiful home. They talk the talk. They walk the walk. I mean, you can become so distracted by the brand um, Mm -hmm. or by the outer package of the enhanced male of the enhanced water man, Mm -hmm. that you don't even check the ingredients. Right. And, And what oftentimes happens to the woman who runs across this man and doesn't check his ingredients is that, you know, later, after you've already... You know, giving your your love to him, you're, you tell him, I, I love you and I want to be with you, and you later find out he doesn't even want to be in a relationship. Or even if he thought he did at the time, he he, he when it came time to actually, you know, put up or shut up, he wasn't interested, and you're left feeling disappointed. So mm-hmm. that's, that's the concept of the enhanced water, the one that you're so distracted by the outer package that you don't even look at the ingredients.
2: Yeah, and that happens. You see something new at the grocery store, and you want to try it mm-hmm. out, and you're like, I don't care what's in it. I'm trying this out.
1: Exactly. exactly. <laughs> and then you're disappointed at yourself later.
2: <laughs> yeah. So, okay, so moving along, you have the um, chapter on hiccups. So let's discuss a few of those. What do you mean by quality time?
1: Okay, so um, hiccups, and, you know, I really like this this chapter, too. Quality time... Um, what, when I talk about relationships, um, a person who wants to be in a relationship with you will show you, a lot of people say, well, oh, how will I know? How will I know? He'll show you mm-hmm. in his actions. And, um, my whole thing is there are 24 hours in a day, seven days in a week. If, if someone wants to be in a relationship with you, time will be made for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's what I'm talking about as a hiccup when it comes to quality time, that there's never any time for you. Now, so let's even take this a step back. So let's say that, that this person is naturally busy because I'm a naturally busy person, and I'm, I'm pretty sure you are too. Mm-hmm. Um, but if if I'm telling my partner, I, I don't have any time to spend with you, but here I am spending all of my quality time with my girlfriend, then what is that going to say to to my partner you know where he stands in my life so it's no different when the roles are reversed and I'm noticing that we're supposed to be in a relationship but I feel alone Mm -hmm. Um, so that's 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 a hiccup a hiccup are those hiccups are those things that that you're now noticing something's not right here in our relationship
2: right Um, and let's go to one more what about his intentions
1: his intentions um, and I'm actually looking for the same <laughs> one that we're talking about soon
2: uh his or do you want to do the poor decisions one?
1: I love poor decisions <clears throat> one one thing that I used to do in um whenever I was dating someone, I used to watch the the decisions that they made in relationships, mm. so for instance, um poor decisions would be like if if you're telling me that you want to come and see me and spend some time with me around six o'clock and um and then eight o'clock gets here nine p m gets here, and I still haven't heard from you um." And then when I finally talk to you, you say, oh, I just got wrapped up in something. So instead of actually giving me a call out of courtesy to say, hey, I'm, I'm wrapped up in something, I can't make it on time, that's a poor decision. Now, understand that some things happen sometimes where you can't, you don't hear back from a person or or whatnot. Um, but if something like this happens consistently, mm. if poor decision-making happens Consistently in your relationship, and that's a red flag, and that's something that should be paid attention to.
2: Right now, um, what about the reasonable person theory? I like that
1: term. The reasonable person theory. Um, we, we being the emotional beings that we are, um, you know, men and women, we all have our sense of you know being emotional and, and perhaps sometimes irrational. I would always ask the question, what would a reasonable person do or think or feel in this situation? So mm-hmm. if if there's a circumstance where, um, and, and going back again to being stood up, and this is the second or third time that this has happened, before you decide to um Express your emotions, um, however you want to express it. You know, think about what a reasonable person do. Would they be forgiving in this situation or would they say, hey, you know what? Enough is enough. This is the third time this has happened. You did this to me. My time is very important, um, and, and I, I need to be with someone who's going to value my time as much as I do. right. So that's yeah. what I mean by the reasonable person theory.
2: Yeah, I think that's a great way of looking at it, because sometimes, as you mentioned, we do get caught up in our emotions, and so mm-hmm. you just go outside of yourself and go, okay, would any reasonable person think that this was incorrect behavior? Absolutely.
1: So, Absolutely. Yeah.
2: Um, now, under the checks and balances, <laughs> you suggest that you go up to his cell phone and pick, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and pick it up when he's in front of you just to see his reaction.
1: You know, <laughs> well, I did put a disclaimer in there that I don't recommend, you know, that you actually go up and and check his phone or search through his items. Mm. I don't. I, I think those things are just so unhealthy. When you're to the mm. point in your relationship where you feel that you have to search through his emails and check his cell phones, you're in a very um, bad place in your relationship, and it's something that needs to be evaluated. So here's what I'm saying in in this part of the book. Um, if so, in relationships. Um, When you first start dating, things are pretty open. When there's nothing to hide, Mm. when everything is on the table, Mm -hmm. things are pretty open. And um, something as personal as a cell phone, let's say I didn't have my cell phone, but I needed to use his cell phone, there really wouldn't be any issues with me picking up his phone and going to use his phone if we're in a relationship together. Mm -hmm. And vice versa, him picking mine up, I have nothing to hide. Mm -hmm. Pick it up, use it. You need it. So... In this checks and balances situation, um, if there's something to hide and you walked over to his phone, one that you could have used any time in the past, and now all of a sudden he becomes very squirmy or very uncomfortable, and and I've even seen this to the point where an argument could come mm. just because you walked to his phone and touched his phone, yeah then there's a red flag in the relationship. I think. So that's interesting.
2: That's, that's such a great way to find out if there is something that he has to hide in the phone without actually looking in the phone. It's like the fact mm-hmm. that you just pick it
1: up and he freaks out tells you what you need to know right away. Mm-hmm. And some, But some people, they may not um, outwardly freak out, but there will be a sense of tension, a sense of being uncomfortable, and it's just about you being aware of... Um, of what's happening, right? Maybe or of his expression. he'll get, he'll get like a
2: deer in the headlights look and <laughs> and wonder what. Like, that, what are you doing? Yeah, like, oh, oh what are you gonna do next? <laughs> exactly, that's funny. Um, now you mention something called zero tolerance. So, what is that? Um,
1: I I love the concept of zero tolerance because um, it, I, I even came up with it because I was sitting. I was talking to one of my girlfriends who had reached the point of zero tolerance. She said that here's what I know I deserve in relationships um, as it pertains to healthy relationships. If someone's going to come to me um, wanting a relationship, I have a zero tolerance for foolish behavior. And, but zero tolerance is more than just saying I have zero tolerance. It's showing it. If you're saying that this is what I want in a relationship, someone who I can trust, someone who will be loyal, someone who will be consistent, dependable. And the moment that that person strays away from those character qualities, then you're saying you to- have zero tolerance. I'm done. It's, it's you know just like when colleges have zero tolerance you know with um, with know, or like Fence. high schools now are having zero tolerance with bullying, yeah. they're going to enforce strict um, consequences to people who are bullies. It's the same thing in relationships. You have zero tolerance for nonsense. I think most women should should think about that should take that concept on yeah the only problem (laughs) is uh, in theory that sounds
2: great but it's easier said than done because when you know you're into someone and your emotions are involved in all that jazz
1: (laughs) um Mm -hmm. you know it's very hard to all of a sudden okay that's it yeah you know and here's the thing most things that are in this book are very difficult when you are when your feelings are so involved with the person, most of these things. So here's why I really speak to the concept of his ingredient label, so you can start making these decisions, so you can start paying attention to this person's actions long before your feelings become heavily involved. So, uh, so that's that's my hope to anyone who has a chance to read this book, that they start paying more closely attention to even you know subtleties before, you know, their their feelings become so deeply involved that it's harder to walk away. I completely understand. It's it's so much easier said than done.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, now, so you work in HR, and you have a chapter about recruiting in the right zone.
1: So <laughs> what is that all about? You know, I love this chapter so much when I wrote it that I actually, my second book, Is specifically about Mm. that chapter Mm. so um, what I noticed is um, so I'm a a recruiter um, within the nuclear industry uh, at the same time that I'm a writer outside Mm -hmm. so what I've noticed is that when my hiring managers come to me and they say Jennifer okay now we're ready to look for candidates And I say, okay. Well, you you need to let me know what your basic qualifications are and what your desired qualifications are. What are those? The basic qualifications are those minimum qualifications Mm -hmm. that um, that shows that a person is qualified for a position. And then anything outside of their desired qualifications, they're just those bonuses that you enjoy. What I find that that my managers are, are doing sometimes is they are throwing all of the qualifications into basics and um, especially their desired qualifications. And when people view these postings, no one's qualified for the position. Mm. And so no one applies to that mm-hmm. position. And we as women do this on a regular basis. We have all of these qualifications mm-hmm. that we want a man to meet and men will look at you like you said earlier with the with the deer and the um and the headlights look. Uh-huh. <laughs> like 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 men they when they see that you have all these qualifications, they'll show the deer and the headlights look and, and they won't they'll feel like they don't meet your standards.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: so um and so what I always recommend, like I recommend to my hiring managers, <clears throat> what are those qualifications that are absolutely necessary to be able to be successful in this position. Same thing for women. What are those character qualities that you need from a man that are absolutely necessary to hold the role of being your partner in this relationship? And when I say character qualities, I mean those things that would be so difficult to change, um, And such as um, integrity, such as um, ambitiousness, you know, being ambitious, Mm -hmm. those things and everything else is a bonus. What car he's driving, how much money he makes, all of those things that are easily changeable Mm -hmm. are all a bonus. And then that's when you start looking for someone, when you know what those minimum qualifications are. And then there becomes a, a larger issue. So. You can meet someone who has, let's say you have four basic qualifications and you have four desired qualifications. What if you run into a man who has three basic qualifications, three of your four, Mm -hmm. and holds all four mm. of your desired qualifications, Uh-oh. you're like, oh my goodness, it doesn't get any better than this. Let me go for this man. Let me bring him into my life. Mm-hmm. But but I urge you to make sure that he meets all four of those basics because let's say that the one qualification he doesn't meet is ambition. Hmm. And and let's say he loses his job where he's making six figures. And if you don't have an ambitious man and you already know that that's your basic qualification, you are going to be a very frustrated woman waiting for him to find another job because he's not ambitious. I see it happen all the time.
2: Right. Yeah, that's a great way to look at it. So you have to have your minimum requirements, which when you look at a job posting, they always usually have their minimum requirements posted.
1: Absolutely. Yep, the minimum requirements are those requirements that you absolutely have to have in order to be successful in that position. And desired are only a bonus.
2: Yeah, a few years ago, I raised my minimum requirements before I was willing to date anyone I was attracted to, and, then, <laughs> and that got me into trouble a lot. Um, and so, finally, I'm like, okay, you know what? He has to have a job, <laughs> a vehicle, and his own place to live. <laughs> there was usually one or more missing, unfortunately. <laughs>
1: Because to you, that's that's telling you something about him. That if he has his own place to live, then he's actually, you know, taking necessary steps to, you know, he's taking necessary maturity steps. You know, he's trying to live on his own and feed himself, and just it's it's telling you a lot about him. And if those are your minimum requirements, well, I'd should, stay with them. They should be
2: everyone's minimum requirements. <laughs> <laughs> <You know.
1: laughs> If I do say so myself. But, you know, but some, you may run into a woman who she she is super ambitious and she loves working and she wants her man to eventually, you know, be a stay-at-home dad. She doesn't care if he has a job or not. So it, it's, I think it's an it could be an individual thing.
2: Yeah, but you want so to you know, know that at least he's, he, he, he want him to have a job when you first meet him and then if you want him to stay at home, he can always quit, but at least you want to know he has a job when you first meet him.
1: Yeah, that, that is a good
2: point, too. Yeah. yeah, otherwise, <laughs> how's he going to date you? How's he going to take you out? <laughs> right. You know? Catch him to McDonald's all the time.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
2: So you had a quote in, a, uh, in your book by a woman, and I, I, I love this. You said, if a man wants you badly enough, he will find you even if you're under a rock
1: ah oh, i loved that quote and, and i remember the day that i heard this quote because i um this was a long time ago i had just broken up with someone and um and then i moved and i was thinking about changing my cell phone number mm-hmm. um and so I, I went to this woman and i was i was explaining to her my situation and, um, and I said, well, what if he can't find me? What if, what if he can't find me to come back and beg for my forgiveness, mm-hmm. to come back and try and, you know, sweep me off of my feet again and tell me how silly and crazy he was forever doing me wrong? Mm. And, and she said, listen, honey, <laughs> she said, if a man wants to find you, he will find you under a rock. Mm. You just you just keep living your life and doing what you're doing and make your decisions based on what makes you happy as opposed to what's making him happy, such as being having you accessible to him. If he really wants to find you, he'll find you under a rock. I've I haven't forgotten it to this day. That was at least um ten years ago when she told me.
2: Wow, yeah, the days before Facebook and all that. So now it's easy to find people. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> if you really Good. want to. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, I, I agree. Actually, my friend, that's how she ended up getting married. She was dating this guy for, I don't know, seven years, and, mm-hmm. you know, he didn't want to get married, and she mentioned it one last time, and he got mad, and he, and he yelled out, he's like, I'm not ready! Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so she, she was living uh, out of town at that time, so she thought, okay, no problem. So she went back to where she was living, she changed her number, mm-hmm. and he could not get a hold of her, and, and, you know, he started freaking out, and he started thinking about things, and he asked his mm-hmm. friends, what should he do? And they all said he, w- he was making a mistake, she was great. And so he f- somehow found her, found her number, and went uh, to visit
1: her and, you know, told them he was ready. See, he found her. I mean, I've, I've heard of, I've had, like, a guy call my mama before. <laughs> mm. Called my mother to find my number just so he could call me. If a man wants to find you, he'll find you under a rock. Exactly, exactly, because they're the hunters, so when they have a mission,
2: it's like, all right, I have to find this person, I'm going to do it, I'll turn over every rock until I find her. That's right, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's a good thing to to keep in mind, because otherwise, um, you know, we think, oh, you know, I'm going to, and then don't you find, I find this so often, that people that I've broken up with, or people from the past, they always seem to want to come back eventually, did you find that
1: with you? Yes. Yep. 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 It happens, and I I saw one of your tweets about that. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yes. Because it happens all the time with me. I don't know what's going on. You know. Hey. When. When you're. When you're. Um. And and here's the thing. A lot of us as women, especially when we get out of relationships, we start to question ourselves and our own value. And but oftentimes. When we leave a um, a person or a man, they tend to come back. They tend to try again. They tend to see if you're still as accessible as you was as you were the first time. I, it all it shows you is that you know you are a pretty valuable woman the first time. Right. <laughs> it just reiterates that.
2: Yeah, it was crazy because there was a while there, and I did tweet about this. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like I feel like the only woman on earth is like it's all these years have gone by and they still haven't found someone. Now they're still looking for me. <laughs> I mean, it's great for
1: the eagle, but come on. There's got
2: to be another woman out there for them.
1: <laughs> that is so. And when I read it, I, I actually laughed out loud because you said it was, what, five years ago? Yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah. That's funny. And he's saying, oh, you know, why wouldn't I still be interested? You're beautiful. Rah, rah, rah.
1: And I'm
2: like, well, you should have thought of that the first time around. Thank you. Isn't
1: that the truth?
2: <laughs> um, okay, so we only have a few minutes here. So I understand you're working on a year-long project called The Letters to My Girlfriend's 365 Days of Pure Inspiration. So that sounds really interesting. What is that?
1: Yeah, what I what I realized um is a lot of my girlfriends are going through things. I mean, in in our own evolution as women and trying to live up to our own potential, we sometimes, you know, come across hills and mountains and, you know, just you know, detours. And so, if I if I and I always say if I could write one letter that could change the world, I'd write 365 of them. Mm. So um, starting January the 1st of this year, every single day, I write one letter of inspiration to um, to all of my girlfriends. And, and I say all of my girlfriends, <clears throat> but the distribution list has increased so heavily that I now have close to 500 girlfriends. And we're only you know, on month two of mm-hmm. writing letters. I think I just wrote like letter 40-something
0: mm-hmm. um,
1: today. So, and, and and it's such an amazing thing because there's so many people out there who are looking for inspiration. And, and I write about anything and, and, and everything. And it's just like the two of us are holding a conversation and I'm inspiring you that morning at 8 o'clock in the morning. So, um and one thing that I'm doing now, I actually opened it up where every Friday is Friend Friday, mm-hmm. where um, we'll have a guest girlfriend write a letter to all of my girlfriends, so um, so they can write their inspirational letter on Fridays too. So if they go to if anyone who's interested in signing up for it can just go to jennifertardy.com and you can sign up there.
2: Wonderful. Okay. Well, that is it. It's been very interesting, a lot of fun. Same here. I really enjoyed this, and, and definitely thanks for having me. And I'm glad you laughed out loud. It's always good to know that someone is <laughs> reacting to the tweets, because, you know, I write them, and you never know what the reaction is, right, unless someone writes back.
1: Yes, exactly, Well that was a funny one.
2: <laughs> good. <laughs> um, so, again, the book is His Ingredient Label, A Woman's Guide to Recognizing a Junk Food Man, and this has been Jennifer Tardy. Thanks so much for being on, Jennifer.
1: Thank you for having me. Okay, take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.
2: All right. See, there's always an interesting angle to take from the uh, world of relationships. And uh, me being into food, of course, I wanted to read that book and find out what it was all about. And I also suggest you read her article about the five things that an anxious single woman will do. Um, Okay, so before I go, I'd like to thank you for listening, especially if um, you've listened to my shows over the last three years. I'm sure at the beginning there weren't a lot of listeners, but now it's really built up and I'm really proud of that. So to everyone that's been listening, even if you've only heard one show, I really appreciate that you are there. And uh, my website is theartoflove.net. You can sign up for my free weekly newsletter there. I'm putting my blog up soon. I know I'm a little late, but (laughs) <laughs> I'm finally getting it together with the blog. It will be up this month, I promise. Uh, my book is at LessonsOfLove.net, and I've redone that website, so I'm happy about that. Uh, if you've been to that site before, go back again, because it's all new and different. <laughs> and that's LessonsOfLove.net. And in the meantime, remember that love inspires, empowers, uplifts, and enlightens. <laughs>
1: You're listening to The Art of Love
2: with your host, Lucia, right here on L.A. Talk Radio.